Tell me how does it feel living that good life Never ever really have to think twice about Who you step on, you'll just pay the break away Send them the bill when you can't What? In a forest in Pipa Eh? In a forest Someone took his boss No, that's a bit too took much <laughs> Why? I didn't read the story <coughs> I, think, I think the boss was being an asshole Also, why Preach. are you hanging out with your boss like But that? But the boss, the boss <laughs> can be so mean You get to your boss like that The boss can be so mean And that's what I was going to But then you shouldn't let that, uh, in, you know, affect You shouldn't let that affect you You shouldn't let that Yeah, exactly Get to your interest or passion or whatever you're doing Yeah Right. It's often easier said than done. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but, okay, I, I, I I'm not going to this generation. I mean, the, the same guys is complaining about. I've dealt with them. Yeah. 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 People go to lunch and they're like, yo, I'm done. Peace. And they go. <laughs> and they go and they never come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Gen Z take it up. I don't know. Maybe me, I'm old I school. like it. I love what Gen Z is doing. When you look at all the reasons you wouldn't quit your job, bulk of those don't apply to Gen Z. And that's the thing. Because there we go by the home. Yeah. You don't have dependence. Okay, that's how I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because mimi. How many times we have seen a sema? I mean if I need to your lunchtime on a sema. You just walk out. I have called how many times that I've told that. I want to quit. But at the end of the day, you think about it, you're like, I have bills and I have shit to do. And it's not like I can quit today and get something else tomorrow. But I feel okay. like in the same, in the, in the, in the, whatever, uh, it's fine, you'll feel like that. I also feel like it's very important to keep your mental health in check. Exactly, and that's mm. what Gen Z's are after. That's what I'm saying, I like it, because they won't yeah. settle for mediocre, they yeah. don't want to settle for mediocre. They won't, let, they won't settle in something that uh, affects them, something toxic. Yeah, yeah. They, won't, they don't want they to, do, don't. to be in that environment, and they're speaking out. But when I ask you, are raised with this Vumilia mentality? Exactly. Mm. Them, that is completely different, rebellious, they're going to speak, they're not going to be shy. I think that's where the disconnect comes in. And because all the guys will think these guys are just being rude. Control. Comes back to control. They want you to burn, make sure what they want is getting done. No matter the process, no matter how toxic the process is. And you speaking up mm. is rebellion. And but that but is but going but to but change but your life in that organization. But, but now things are changing. I can tell you yeah. for a fact. I mean, I've, uh, I've been in organizations where I've had the privilege of hiring people, and I've seen the change in trends, especially the younger generation. One thing about this young generation is uh, their interest is really short lived. You find like today this guy is into coding. Before you know it, six months down the line, <laughs> it has totally changed. Yeah. It's yeah. into something totally different. So it has become so unpredictable. So now we are forced to change our processes yeah. to adapt to, to this to reality exactly. and to accommodate them. Yeah. Because you have somebody, he might be very good at something, but now that person, yes, he's good at it, but it's like the, the moment they reach the peak of it, they, they lose interest. Yeah. yeah. They went to but, but, but now for you, you want to use, you know, at, at their peak, you want to make the maximum out of it. Mm -hmm. But now this person has already started by they want something else. They want something else. Now they want a new challenge. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Siaman fixing this nation. Okay. I'm looking at life where Gen Z is fully phasing to the workforce, and I feel like things will be moving completely, completely different. different. Yeah. Because it's really hard. Example, it's really tricky for you to justify to a Gen Z. You know, these guys are people who have seen that working from home can actually work, and it's more effective than you spending a nine to five at the office. And it's, you want to tell them to sit at the office eight to five, doing a job they could have accomplished eight thirty to eleven thirty. Now, from now eleven thirty to five, we make it. You see how bosses right now just want to see you at the office in backward organizations. Yeah, they just want to see you at the office. It's really hard to justify to a Gen Z that this is how things are supposed to be done. I, again, it's a generational gap. Your bosses, that's what that, that's what they know. That's what they know. That's they, what they don't, they're paying you for. No, no, it's, it's not that. It's not that. That's what they're paying you for. That's that's what they know is how to get people to work. It's by having them in the office, seeing them doing the job. But then they they don't they've never experienced a situation whereby you could work from home and see people to deliver. These are not people who are focused on outcomes. They are focused on now uh, when they see in the office, then they assume you're working. You could be in the office but you're not working that yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But for them they, they they get content when they see you in the office seated there. Then for them now they are people. They are they are they're like oh, this guy is, is not in the office, he's working. But not the other way around. Uh, that's my personal uh, take to things. Uh, that's why I also get into conflict with my bosses. I always tell them that you do that focus on outcomes. Yeah. Than how the person does it. All you have to do is tell this guy that I need this and this to be done. And I need it to be done, let's say within three days. If this guy decides to do it within four hours, I mean well, to, to, to hell with him. As long as they achieve that outcome that I desire, yeah. I don't care. If he does it within four hours and then the next two days he decides to, you know, go on holiday or whatever it is, I'm good. As long as the right? I'm good. As as long as the is delivered what what is what is expected of him. So these are people who come from a different school whereby they're used to for them working is seeing someone in the office. They're not really focused on the outcomes, they're focused on seeing a physical body in the office. Which is totally different from now the other generation. Mm-hmm. Baba, you'd rather you get that convenience of working from anywhere, and then you do it, and then beyond that, you also given that flexibility to do whatever you you want to do or however you want to do it. Sure. Yeah. And then taking us back to the whole toxic uh, toxicity aspect of you know, workplaces and how Gen Zs are interacting with such toxicity. Okay, back in the day, you breaking your back, working really weird hours for your boss. Poor work environment, zero work ethic, as more said. And it was termed as hard work. But now these guys are coming in and they're looking at this and they're looking at it from a point like this is borderline slavery. Which. Consequences of capitalism. Oh, you have to go those, those, those ways. <laughs> yeah. 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 You want to go those side? Huh? They count, they look at the insane hours they're working against the time. They cost that time and what they're being paid and they're like, this this just isn't it. And them challenging that just becomes a whole. And I see the mode of challenging it is they say it then and then. And if it doesn't change then and then or if it's not acknowledged, they bounce. 
No, but you see, you can't expect to work the same hours as your CEO. You're there because you need to make his life easier. Compromise. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. I, I, I get the fact that we are overworked and underpaid. This, yeah, yeah. That's what they're looking at us here, right? Gone. But, but then again, uh, how do you determine that I'm overworked and underpaid? You get in there, and she takes her What facts do you have to show that you actually overworked and you underpaid? JD. Rich, your JD is one completely different thing. You're doing that, but you're also taking on tasks from another department. Oh, okay, so it's so it's basically being so it's basically man. doing things outside yeah, what's within your jobs and responsibilities. Yeah. For the same thing. Okay. Um, uh, okay. you see, you see, when they hire you for eight to five. Mm. They should expect you to work that eight to five, and if, in as yourself, mm. you should divide your, you should prioritize your to do list. I need to work eight to five. I need to do all my tasks. Then, if we met, uh, at a, if we had a stand up in the morning and said today I'm doing this and this and this, you need to make sure by five p.m. you've done it, and your boss doesn't need to call you at eight a.m. unless mm. you're working night shift and they're yeah. paying you wages to work night shift. Your boss doesn't need to call you and tell you, hey, Mo, uh, come to the office. This and this has happened. We need this and this fixed. At 5 p.m., after, after 5, it's 9 p.m., I'm asleep. On okay. one time. Okay. Now, l- let me throw in a different angle to it. Before you do. No, no, no. I, I want okay. us to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's assume you are, let, let's say you're developing something. Yeah. The end consumer is not your employer. No. The end consumer is another organization, right? Yeah. And they are the customer. They're not and, always right. Mm. And you're living in Gen Z. And, and you're living in a highly Gen Z. <laughs> and, and you're living in a highly competitive world. Yeah, true. That's true. Whereby, if you lose that opportunity, somebody else will be quick to snatch it. Yeah, if I'm not agile. Yeah. I'm if the customer agile. says that, uh, okay, I know I told you that I need this within a month. Now I want it within a week. If you guys can deliver it and, and go to somebody else, somebody else to yeah. deliver it. Yeah. So now what do you do? Imagine more, it's, you, it's your company. But it's my, your company. I feel like my boss also has, has to do a bit of compromise. I'm going to add $15 an hour for you to Good. work at night. Overtime. Because Over, when you hire me in my contract, it's written, yeah. you're here at 8 a.m., you live here at 5 p.m. All your, all your duties, all your responsibilities, you need to do them within, within. that time. Mm-hmm. So if I... If I if in my paycheck you haven't covered for after five overtime so if you need my attention after mm. five mm. pay me for my time preach gen z okay i'm willing i'm willing okay. and welcoming i'll do it i'll do everything but mm. compensate me okay now you see that's one thing gen z is let, let me just put this out that gen z's are not lazy or not willing to work or put in the work or the energy or effort they are they know their rights but you have to really compensate these guys they have to feel that I put in this amount of effort and this is the amount of output I got in exactly. out of said efforts. Because there's no way you can really pay peanuts for overtime. Also, Time this Gen Z will be using outside. Also, you're expecting me to go out of my way. Are you going to compromise go my time? To make sure I'm comfortable to do yeah. this? Or am I just a slave to your organization? Okay. See, like what we do at the office. To Kilalainze, we are given food from Yosiku Jemi like, sites. Exactly. And uh, going home, we Uber and we build community, the, the office. 
mm. that's good. And also, your time, your time, it's added to our paycheck. Mm. We are compensated mm. over time. That's a company that's taking good care exactly, of us. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Most flip that. Don't. Exactly. Yeah. You where would you leash it? Would you help? Would you know that's wrong? Yeah. That's wrong. And that's the stuff Gen Zs are here to fix. Okay, that's wrong. And that you know now that them in the spirit of fixing all this, mm. it's being greeted with so much hostility and shock. And you know, I'm I'm wondering at you guys are shocked that these people are actually. These people actually want to do things the right way, how things should be done. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, how the fuck have things been yeah. getting done then? And, and by the way, it's uh, it's unfortunate that that happens in Africa. Yeah, in other more developed economies, yeah, they don't do that. By day. If, if you're properly, working outside your standard hours, then you get compensated exactly. for it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. properly. Yeah. So okay, looking at it from that angle, then it makes a lot of sense. Of course, you have to fight back because. If you if you let that happen, then of course they'll trample on your rights and all that. Yeah. You get you'll end up getting overworked and not being compensated for it. I know you're overwhelmed. That's why six months down the line you're like it coding. Yeah, and, six and then even people start getting mental depressed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get depressed because this guy is always working. He never gets time to, to have just a, be himself. Yeah, time have to a social life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's one thing if if you get overworked and then get compensated for it. Because you know it has a way to affect your psyche, yeah. your psychology. You are like, okay, fine, I'm putting in extra hours, but for these extra hours, I'm getting this in return. Exactly, you even fix yeah. your attitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you commit more. Mm. Yeah, and then you know this is a generation that knows bulk of their rights. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they, they are they are more informed. Yeah. Right now, we are what we call the information edge. Back in the day, most of us never even knew our rights. Labor never laws. knew labor laws. Never knew that there's a formula for yeah. labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, but the labor laws they are so pro-employee yeah. than pro-employer. Yeah. yeah, It's just that employers take advantage of it because most employees are ignorant. Don't they don't know the labor laws. Gen Zs do. Yeah, if they do, then you saw people. these guys who went to the boss with the overtime formula. No. Yeah, and he put the employer on the spot. He was like, "Okay, you're paying me this much for overtime, yet okay, this is what is in the constitution." <laughs> and it was a whole problem. And I see the whole the thing with Gen Zs is they know the law, and bulk of them want to challenge in court. They cancel you. Yeah. Mm. And these days, getting cancelled is worse than going to court. <laughs> Yeah, you you won this big contract and you're fighting <laughs> on this guy. Yeah. Then finally, this guy is he's gone. But he's yeah. some culture. I, I I also don't really fuck with cancel culture. Cause see, it's not like okay. She's Can, pro cancel culture. No, she is. No, no, she's not pro. It's she's canceled a few people. I was going to talk about. I don't know. I was going for Nani. Mas Mas Yeah. I feel like that also exists. It. This whole cancel thing is going too far. <laughs> his daddy gives. Yeah, I know his daddy money. and all, but that's the father. Like, what does he have? Why? To why? Do? Why does he have to pay uh, for the sins politics. of the dad? Yeah, uh, it's politics. Uh, Nini by association, association. What's it called? 
uh, it's called something by association. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still though, Nikisa has no. Nikisa is Okay, okay. Check Nikisa. No, no, no. Check Nikisa out of the equation. No, no. There's one thing you guys have to understand. Fittipaldi is coming and is gonna be last because Haas is just shit. Yeah, it's not. There's one thing you guys have to have to appreciate. There's something called corporate politics. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but I urge you guys to un, to understand and appreciate corporate politics. There are certain things, there are certain decisions that are made to you. They don't, they won't make, make, sense. Sense. They won't make sense. But, they but then, from a done. corporate politics perspective, they make sense. Yeah. So, so you have to strike a balance. You have to understand. You have to understand a bit of this corporate politics to understand why things are done the way they are done. Give me a scenario of corporate politics. Oh, so Mazepin. Yeah, exactly. from us. Exactly. Roman uh, being forced to sell Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Just make it, just make no, no, it no, make no, sense no, for me. Let, let, let's dwell on uh, Nikita Mazepin. That guy is so innocent. As in, he has yeah. no, he doesn't know what. He doesn't understand where he has but, to be dropped. But his dad is best is with. Yeah. It's not like the girls that are performing. He, he, he's not being dropped because of performance. That's a different topic. If he was to be dropped because of his performance, yeah. he should have been dropped it's way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But say, but say it's not about his performance. Owns, what, what's the company? Uralkali. 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 Yeah. And they were a big sponsor. So now when you look at it, Nikita Mazepin being dropped. It's nothing to do with his performance. Why was why was he given the seat? Because daddy's money is collected. Exactly. And Haas needed the money. And now Haas Fountain is doing some foolery, dropping him when they're using his money last week. But they have to, you know. No, okay. Make it make sense why every Russian athlete right now is getting their contract suspended. Even cats. Russian breeded cats. Russian bred cats are not being allowed to compete in, in <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> okay, yeah, here is that something weird. Corporate politics. So now, no, just that, just make that just, make sense yeah. to me in the corporate politics angle. You see, as, a, as an organization, we have to. They are okay. They, of course, this the government. For you to operate, you have to operate within within a certain jurisdiction, right? That jurisdiction is governed by the government in power. Mm-hmm. So you have to appease it. You can't go against it. Mm-hmm. So if this government in power says that we are not doing business with Russia, then you have to draw the line. You have to, because you're working under the jurisdiction of that government. You have no choice. You have to. The same thing with taxation. Yeah. Right? You work under this government, you have to pay taxes. As much as uh, you see what's happening to, to, to Russia. Yeah. Because of the government in power. But it's but it doesn't care. It's like we want the money. We don't care whether you are profitable or not. We don't care. But there's a there's a bridge coming up in my Yeah, a Swedish. Yeah. And people yeah. suspect. I think it's because they want her to move calm. Once she moves calm, all those bills will disappear. Yeah. It's because actually it's political. Mm. Yeah. Because you know the side she's working on, and they feel mm. like that's a potential threat. Yeah. yeah. So once she moves sides. All alone. those issues yeah, with uh, yes, okay, wait. Don't, don't make it emotional. Uh, no, 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 it's interesting. Just for the guys who don't know what's going on with the whole Kerota thing, give them a rundown. Uh, so, Kerota have been evading tax for years now, it's amounted to billions. Wait, wait, wait. Right? Have they really been evading taxes? 
or, or is it that uh, you see when you run a business um, if you run a business let's say for five years and in all these five years every year you've been paying let's say 1B of taxes right so so, so Kerry put you in a certain bracket yes, whereby yeah. they expect you to be paying this amount yeah. and then something happens mm -hmm. you know the dynamics of the business climate change mm -hmm. and they're not able to meet that threshold already care put you at that threshold they expect you to pay that one b of taxes mm -hmm. and then you're not able to meet that because the business is not doing well right mm -hmm. so what happens you start paying less taxes yet they've already they already set a certain threshold that you need to be paying mm -hmm. so to them it's, it, it appears like you're underpaying the taxes so there's a deficit mm -hmm. and now what happens is that it keeps accumulating uh interest because it's like uh, you're in default yes. mm -hmm. but now carry uh, are not taking time again I, I blame these government institutions they don't run businesses they never own businesses so they don't really understand the challenge of running a business mm -hmm. they don't understand that the business you know it's always up and down sure. the times when the business is good the times when the business is so bad like like you're not able even to meet your operational costs so no, you tell me, Rene, you're running a business. Can I expect, let's say, one million out of taxes? Your operational costs to maintain the, the machinery, to pay your employers, let's say it's two million. Who will you prioritize? Will you prioritize paying care or paying your operational costs? Exactly. You have to prioritize your operational costs for you to stay in business. So you do that, then now on the other side, the taxman expects money. Of course, you have to pay you know, your, your OPEX for you to stay afloat then it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. So now to them it appears like a default and then it starts accumulating interest. But they never took time to come and talk to you to understand, hey, what's happening? You've been paying this much and now you're not able to meet that. What's happening? And it's the same government that, that has affected the, the, the business climate. It's the same government. But they're not willing to listen to what they've done, not to make the environment very conducive for you to stay afloat in business. So I mean, I, I feel like this whole thing—it's—it's uh, it's just the government not being accountable. Yeah, accountable and reasonable enough to understand some of the challenges that face businessmen in this country. And this—it doesn't affect Kerry only; it affects all businesses, even Tracy. It affects all these guys. That's why Tracy was so bitter when she heard about that, and yeah. she's like, "I can't imagine this government." As if for them, all they care about is just getting the taxes. But they don't want to come down to talk to us to understand what kind of challenges are we facing. They don't care to understand that uh, we are buying these things, we have to import them from China, importing from China because of uh, issues with factories, issues with global, global supply chain. You're not able to get your goods on time. You're not able to, 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 to get the goods at the same cost that you used to get. Mm -hmm. Yet here, you have to sell them at the same cost. If, if, I, if, if the cost goes up and then I come and increase my cost by 50%, they're not going to buy. If you used to buy an item at 20 shillings, then I come and sell the same item to you at 40 shillings. So you'll run away. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather go to somebody else who's going to get you some cheap, low-quality stuff, some knockoffs. Yeah. But now Kiari doesn't want to understand that. They don't come and talk to you to understand what, what are the challenges that you're facing. How can we help cushion you? If it means that we, every, every year or every quarter, we adjust our tax expectations so that it's in tune with the realities on the ground. That's what they should be doing. But for them, it's so static. I expect one million from this guy in a year. That's what he has to do. So now you realize that you, you're working all your life just to pay duty, just to pay taxes. Irrespective of what you're going through. Irrespective of the change in the, in, in the business climate. Yeah, so personally, I feel like it's very, very unfair to Kerosha. Quite. Yeah.
it's very unfair and clearly need to together they need to talk to Tabitha and understand what are the challenges that she's facing. They need to try and help her because again they, they're not they're not looking at the uh, at the repercussions of their actions. They're, they're not seeing how they're going to affect 200 employees. These are people who are earning a livelihood from this company. But not, they are willing to quickly shut down a company that is feeding like 200 families. These 200 families, they are, they are aching, they're living from this garage, they earn a salary, this salary, guess what they do? They go and spend. When they spend, care is earning VAT. Right? So they're actually earning money indirectly, but they're not seeing that. They're not seeing that. For them, they're just looking at this bulk amount of money from one entity. But they're not looking at how much they're getting from these 200 employees that are earning a living from this company, and how much taxes they're getting from these guys. They're not looking at that. Yeah, so it's so unfair. But now for you guys, it's good that you understand these things so that when you see certain things happen, you are able to correlate, right? So I, I, I still feel like it's good to be to be informed. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, okay. what I was telling him, corporate politics. Corporate you have to understand politics. like certain decisions that the company makes, which to you just don't make sense. You don't understand where this case is coming from. But now, once you understand the corporate politics, then now you become more accommodative. Yeah. Before you go on, do you guys actually think we can go to war? Ooh, this whole Russia debacle, um, Russia invading Ukraine. I think it depends on China. I think it depends on the US. You know, yeah. Can we do this? You know, as Africans, we out here just you know this thing to fight is scary. The sun, Raila, Raila. Okay, so the thing is, uh, the repercussions. Or whatever is going on, it's, in, going on it's going to be felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Eastern Europe, uh, it's the repercussions. We'll feel it, and that's always say it's good for us here in Kenya to to gain to to take a keen interest over what's happening in and Eastern Europe. Because what's going to happen? Not even long from here, a month, two months down the line, life is going to be so so difficult for us guys. Because of what's happening there, but the cost of fuel is going up. It's going up. Already. The cost of flour, the cost of flour will go up because most of our imports of flour come from from Eastern Europe. Most of our imports come from Ukraine. I think sixty percent of our imports. Our exports will also go down. Yeah. Our exports will also go down. If the dollar suffers, our Kenya shilling. Exactly, we have our weakening shilling. So what does that mean? Inflation. Our imports imports are very expensive. Inflation. Right, because you have a weakening shilling. When the shilling is weak, then uh, and we are we are an an importer. We are net importer country. Yeah. Most of the goods you consume in this country, we import. It doesn't make sense at all. It yes, we can create. It doesn't. Yes, yes, can create. That's why now you guys, the younger generation, <laughs> needs to fight this. <laughs> you so you, you need to start asking the difficult questions like, why should we import? Almost 80% of our flour. When and we, we grow, export, exactly. We export maize. Exactly. Yeah. In large sums. Exactly. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't we 
create a very conducive environment for farmers to be able to farm Supply, and grow yeah. wheat. So that, I, I mean, we have so much arable land in this country. Yeah. Why should we let our whole factory on mere sugar die? And that we import Brazilian sugar. That's because it's it's people's business interest. Yeah. Now those are things that that, that, that we need we need to start questioning. You see, our, our previous generations they'll just take it lying down. I yeah. mean, because they're not interested. They don't even know. Yeah, they're not interested to understand how these things work. So you just go and buy sugar, you realize today it's 120, tomorrow it's 140, and you just keep buying it. You don't question like, hey, what's happening here? But now the younger generation, they need to question these things. They need to be in tune with what's happening around the world. They need to be able to connect the dots and understand, okay, fine. So this is happening because of ABCD. How can we counter that? How can we cushion ourselves from the effects of this, whatever is happening in Europe, in global politics? There's certain basic things like, you know, things to do with, uh, with agricultural products. I believe we should never be importing no. such things. Yeah. So, we have the capability to grow those things. Yes. But what's happening? Because people have business interests, right? They're well-connected people. They rarely kill uh, local farmers and then import stuff for cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay, back up. For those who don't know what's going on in Russia, Ukraine right now, give them a rundown. Give them the lowdown. I'm sure a lot of us know what's happening. Yeah. 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 So no. Unless Brandon. You know what's going on? Hmm? What's going on? No, 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 that's the beauty of the, the younger generation. <laughs> the, you guys, you're so, so, so informed. It's all like, I mean, if we had older folks here, then that would make sense. Yeah. But now the younger generation is so informed because these guys, they are online. They are, yeah, so they're Probably. always connected. Yeah. They always know what's going on. So I'm sure everyone here knows what's going on. I mean, the fact that people know must have been got dropped from F1 because of what's happening in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Just goes to show that we're all informed of what's going on, uh, what's going on there. But then again, again, <laughs> you know, you mentioned the corporate politics, and I can't get it out of my head, mm-hmm. especially the explanation. Now that we're seeing companies like Apple move out of Russia, we're seeing Spotify move out of Russia, Netflix have dropped Russia. Okay, just hold up to that. Do you know how that's going to affect them? Oh. Apple and the Netflix and the Spotify and the likes. Oh. So what you have to look at is um, in terms of the world economics, where does Russia lie? I think they are number 11, if I'm 10 or 11, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. The top economies of the world. So if you look at, uh, at uh, Apple and Spotify, you have to understand like what chunk of their revenues comes from, from Russia. So if you look at their books, and their books say that uh, 30% of our revenues come from Russia, then that means when they stop that business, they're going to have an impact of 30% on their bottom line. What does that mean? That means their revenues, that means salaries. Yeah. So if they are to cut down costs, if they are to cut down salaries, it can be cut down to the same 30%. 30%. So now when you're working for Apple and then you get a pay cut of 30%, you should be able to correlate all these things. You should be able to understand that, okay, because of what's happening in, uh, in Eastern Europe, businesses has been affected. So in this case, they're saying that we, you know, we have to re-engineer things, we have to cut down salaries and all that. You, you understand it. But at least if you're not uh, informed of what's happening there, then you'll be like, Apple is a big company. Why are these guys 
slashing our salaries. Okay. You really understand where they're coming from. You've gone a little bit too deep. No. From not from the business perspective, because companies exiting Russia is them showing support for Ukraine. That's no. how they're packaging it. Not necessarily. So, so they're doing uh, doing that from uh, social politics aspect of it. Yeah. But then it's because these American companies and what American officials start about what's happening in Eastern Europe. That Russia is wrong. Yeah. And what is America saying? We have to sanction Russia. Mm-hmm. We have to make life so difficult in Russia. And you guys who are working under our jurisdiction have to support us because we are the government in power. Isn't this some two-facedness? Because oh. the same US is all, the guys, same guys paying Russia one bill per day for oil. oil. Yeah. Two-facedness. Yeah, they've cut it down. No, it's one billion so, USD per day. No, I mean, in Russia. I, I, again, I, again, it's a, it's a delicate balance. It's a very delicate balance. You have to understand what tips the politics in, in in the US. One of the most sensitive things is the cost of gas, yeah. cost of fuel. The moment it goes up, the person in power, the president in power, becomes he loses popularity. Yeah. So now they they have to balance that. They have to understand the sentiments. And what's going to happen is that they'll start. Cutting down on how much they are buying from Russia. Once the sentiments from the population are pro, we need to uh, we need to give less support to Russia. So once they they understand that the majority of the population in America is pro is pro Ukraine, supporting Ukraine and supporting all these sanctions against Russia. So the U.S. government says, you know what, we have to cut down our imports of oil from Russia. They'll be more supportive. But they can't just wake up one day and say, you know what, we're going to cut down our, our imports of oil from, from Russia. Because what's going to happen is that the, the, the palm price will go up. And now people who are not connected, they'll be like, hey, what's happening? Biden is a bad president. Oh, Biden came in power and the down. cost of fuel went up here without trying to understand, like, why has it gone on? So now it, 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 would be, it would be a gradual process. Once more people get informed on why the U.S. government needs to impose sanctions on Russia, why they need to give less support to Russia, why they need to cut down on the imports of oil from Russia, and of course there will be consequences for it. And that's what Biden said. Yeah. He said these sanctions will have consequences and these consequences will affect everyone in the world. Yeah. So first he conditions you, he prepares you for that. He creates that awareness. He lets you know that for us to be able to manage this situation, I mean, most of, majority of people in the world know that it's Russia on the wrong. Most people in the world are, are supporting Ukraine. And they're supporting any measure that will be taken to to make life difficult for Russia. Russia, so that Russia can withdraw from Ukraine. So then when everyone is aligned on that goal and objective, then whatever happens and the consequences, they'll be more accommodative to it. They'll be like, hey, okay, so, so we have to make compromises. If it means higher gas prices just to get Russia out of Ukraine, so then it. yeah, we are for it. Yeah. yeah. With all this... Salos badas daka to the same. Amas daka choked. Buy iPhones. Yeah, those are people in Russia are doing right now because the Russian ruble is dying quick. So to hold value, guys are holding iPhones and PlayStation 5s, if I'm not sure, the new mm-hmm. consoles. And why are they holding that? Because there will be sanctions on those goods. Yeah. So those goods will become scarce. When something becomes scarce, it value goes up. So uh, actually, it, it's a better hedge for your cast rather than how robots uh, in the bank. In the bank. You how buy buy, yeah, you how buy iPhones in your house? American products that you know they're going to put sanctions, and those products will not be available 
in Russia. Yeah. Now what will happen is that the demand will go outstrip supply. Yeah. So they'll have a yeah, let's just say a, a piece of gold. Yeah. Mm. Sounds yeah. interesting. It is. It is when when you understand how global politics work, as in these effects you're talking about that you're going to be feeling in the next two three months. With fuel. The, the most obvious one is the cost of fuel. Yeah, inflation also. So. And, and you know what? Cost of fuel affects everything. True. Everything. Food, number one. Food. Because the moment fuel goes up, what will happen? The cost of transport will go up. Yeah. You'll have to pay more for your fare. For your fare. When you pay more for your fare, what, 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 what will you demand of the employer? More money. More money. More money in terms of salary. Yeah. When the employers pay you more money, what does it mean? More work. No, it doesn't mean more work. It means. <laughs> Whatever business is in, let's assume it's manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Let's assume this employee is, uh, is making what is making tankare. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the cost of tankare will have to go up? Yeah. Yeah. When the cost of tankare goes up, some of us who buy tankare, gong, hard life. We have to pay more for it. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Again, we go back to employer demanding for more pay. Yeah. That's how inflation happens. Yeah. In everything yeah, goes, up. goes on. It's a vicious cycle. Because yeah. yeah. remember we experienced inflation a bit in 2000 and something. I don't know what was happening, but I remember. No, yeah, and the airtime was we were buying 20 bob airtime for 50 bob. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 When, when Gen Z were born, it was. No. Yeah. Yes, but you guys were bigger. It was. It was. You guys were even at Little elections. Post elections. Post elections. Post seven. Yeah. Post yeah. 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 seven. Yeah. 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 She's right. We used to buy airtime. She's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 50 bob airtime for 100 bob. Yeah. Post election. She's right. I'm an Yeah. Just post. Yeah. Post election. Post seven to eight. That time. Because yeah. things were, eh, things were bad. Then guys are going, are going to city mall, like your shopping is intense. Then you're told you can only you can buy, only buy you things for a certain. A certain. Yeah. I don't know, you never experienced it. I have. I think by then you were very young. You did. Maybe, okay, maybe. Did. 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 That was someone who was taking care of that headache. Yeah. You were just a consumer. Because you were fighting. Yeah, I remember the Unga one, where you couldn't buy more than two. Yes, yes, that time. Even sugar, there are so many things that are affected. Yeah. It will get to us, you guys, you better be prepared for it. But then it's good when you're informed, you don't start ignorantly blaming the government in power. Yeah. Yeah. So so you start saying, people saying, oh, who do this, who do that? It's out of ignorance. You have to understand, like, whatever is happening, Right here in Kenya, it's affected by a global phenomenon. Yeah. So you can't start blaming Uhuru for that. Yeah. It's just so unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite then somebody was blaming Uhuru right now. Yeah, Kenya will find people saying, oh, it's to... this government. <laughs> Actually, the people who are already blaming the need, the current government. But they got. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Zelensky has been set out. I feel like Zelensky has been no, set out. No, he has. Yeah. Has. So, so the, the West. You know, such him up, telling him, "Oh, you're independent. You know what? Yeah. Why should we be listening to <laughs> to Russia? You know, you need to join NATO. <laughs> We're going to support you." When in church, and then say, when the guy is asking them to help, help. put a no fly zone, they are nowhere to be seen. Yeah. They're not, they're not yeah. anything. I, actually, for Zelensky, do you know what I'll do? Mm. I'll go and talk to Russia. I tell them, "Okay, fine. So what is it? Let's team Seek up. neutrality. Neutrality. No like, 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 what are your concerns? And then I make sure that whatever concerns you have, I address them." If you feel like uh, you're insecure because of us joining NATO, then I'm not going to join NATO. 
Because now he's realized these guys are pushing him to join NATO, but they're not to be seen yeah. to come and fight for him. Until then, the guy is pleading with them, pleading yeah. with the NATO, telling them, you know what, okay, please come and establish an offline zone. Mm-hmm. And NATO are not doing it. And Putin has seen that. Actually, Putin has seen the weakness of NATO. Yeah. It's so like it's guitar yeah. actually. Yeah, if I don't know, you know, he's even more than enough. You know, just more than enough. You know what? The moment come you on, bring a no-fly zone, they don't mean that you are true with Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I just well, want my pride now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boot one game. On the DLT. Yeah, yeah. But, but that day, I, I think he also. He was alerted Kitambo mm. by the US. The US started telling him that there's a pile up of Russian military in Moria on the eastern border. Uh-huh. But this guy done played it. Actually, the guy was a fool. So he got it on himself. What, what he should have done that time, he should have used that intelligence. Because there's no way that Trash will be sending like 100,000 troops to your border. To border. For fun. It is just for fun. No <laughs> way. Military no exercise. Way. <laughs> and you know what's, what's been happening in, uh, in Donbass region yeah. all this year, since 2014. And these guys are piling up uh, military resources on your border. So this guy, what he should have done is he should have started alerting his military. He started putting in measures. If it means putting landmines, whatever it was, he should have done it. But then he never did. Yota, Yota is just a loop saying, ah, no, you know, it can't be at war. Nothing can happen. Now the guy is here uh, begging, pleading, asking the NATO to help him. But Malina Feta, after seeing what they're doing to black people, I honestly don't give a fuck anymore. Oh, you are? And, and, and unfortunately, your life will be affected by it because I'm black and I have to give a fuck some no unfortunately and you know actually you, you guys are blaming the, the the wrong you're putting a blame on the wrong place yeah. so those guys you should blame our leaders why should our Africans be there why is it that we're not able to create a conducive environment if it means putting in place infrastructure for them to be able to study in Africa why didn't we do that you should be blaming our leaders. You will not be blaming those guys for being racist. It's natural. Yes. Imagine you have a child, your own kid, and then you have like a neighbor in your house, and something happens. Who will be protest? My kid. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they're doing. They're protesting their own. It's human nature. So you can't blame them. You can't blame them. Yeah. Still, you can't say that they're being racist. It's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't say they're being racist. It's it's us. We should have created that. Yeah. And, and and it's human nature. I wouldn't call it racism. It's it's just human nature. You know, if this day is everything is just fucked. No, the sad thing is everything is just racist. People wouldn't want to like even black people is racist. Yeah. So I mean I didn't jump on that. Like the first time that that story happened, then the book is like just, just nah. That was just like, uh, mm. a, yeah, like a scapegoat to the whole issue. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a blindfold to the actual issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as in is it? I don't know. Like, okay, me probably, I feel 
blacks africans playing that racist card on almost everything always yeah it's tiring it's tiring yeah. honestly it's, it's tiring. tiring it is it's tiring and we had chances and opportunities to change that but we never did it yeah instead you, you know you always look for a soft target do you think always. you can beat an oppressor you can you can beat an oppressor like you're saying we've had chances to overcome this that is the title of the podcast do you think we can beat an oppressor like this is someone who's uh denied you education denied you access to health facilities denied you access to equal opportunity and, and, and that and there lies your power realizing that they denied you education they denied you access to whatever 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 all that already that's part to you you've already realized what they're using against you so what are you doing to meet to get that exactly and that's how you should start you should start by if it's denying you access to education yeah. how do you build infrastructure so that your people are well educated mm-hmm. and they're not dependent on going to universities abroad how do you do that but what, but what are you doing we're doing cbc something that was quickly put together just because a few people you know are and some overtime cash yeah. here and there yeah. and, and they, they're not looking at putting in place a quality thing so that we're able to educate our own and uh, what options are we left with now I've checked my child to to need to igcc Mm-hmm. Because I've lost faith in CBC. in CBC. Because CBC, they never put in thought through it. Also, what CBC exactly? Because yeah, so so we, we are we are our own worst enemies. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But, but now you young guys have a chance to to change that. The, the, the moment you see, these are yeah. The, the, the moment you you see it and look at it from a factual perspective, then now you're able to make more informed. Decisions and not getting carried away by emotion. Maybe this whole racism thing, if you have to ask me, just an emotional reaction to what's happening. It is, and not addressing the real issue problem. Yeah. 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 When you say that, do you think Gen Zs, this new generation, yeah, let's keep this Gen Z unit, know their value more than the previous generations? They do. They're more outspoken. They're more outspoken. They're more informed. And that's why could you correlate that to? them being volatile yes because yes. 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 they know their value and yes. they're like if it's not met yes I'm not getting it here yeah. directly i can take it elsewhere and, and, and you know what the powers that be will try to fight that and now they'll start creating this narrative that oh gen z's are these gen z's are that so this whole thing of racism against the west mm. now again becomes segregation amongst ourselves amongst but by now it becomes a generational segregation this generation say, hey, these Gen Z's, they are so demanding. That's why you have employers saying, hey, I say, they are too demanding, but let's not deal with those kids. Because you're making them uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you are you're confronting them on facts. They're not ready for that. Yeah. Right? They're not ready for that. You're challenging power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's only by, by, by persistently challenging that to a point where they'll have no option. To but to face it and realize, okay, fine. Now let's sit at the table and let's discuss it. I honestly think it's just it's normally to cosize It's not a matter of if we'll ever get that. It's just when. when. Yeah, exactly. Because when. look at everything now. Um, what? Look at example. You and I in the field we're in. Mm-hmm. Look at us CSOC analysts. How the we are so rare out there. Him starts those CSOC courses now. By the time he's not even done in you because he can finish those in what three months, mm. he'll be ready to take on such 
and such duties. He's so valuable, the yes. companies that know the value of a SOC analyst yeah. will be fighting over him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But and then, if but, they but don't you'll have someone, you'll have someone who'll start saying, Oh, where is the degree? Don't have a degree. You don't have pay you that much. Experience. Just because you don't have a degree. That's yeah. bullshit. It's fuckery. It's fuckery. Yeah. We can't Ten take you experience. because you don't have 30 years experience. And I see, that's the thing. That's the other thing. Gen Z's are asking these hard questions. Why am I already equipped? I've been learning this thing since I was five. Mm. Things old guys in these companies are going back to uni to learn and refresh their degrees. Mm. I've been learning these things since day one. Why are you not giving me this opportunity to yeah. job yeah. or money or if you give me this opportunity or job, pay you're not paying me what, what you have paid you yes. just yeah. because I don't have five years yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's what I'm saying. We are our own worst enemies. Yeah, it's we are. Not, it's the same thing. Um, which example can I use? A new car brand is brought into the market today, and you mm. have Subaru in the market, yeah. and you're given both of them. Which one are you more likely to buy? It's not. It's not it's the same same no, 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 I, 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 okay, I, get where she's coming from. Now that's yeah. a bias. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. It's so you've heard about Subaru. Now they're yeah, different that's, people. That's the people who are hearing, they, they're younger people, they're people, they are beyond that bias. Yeah. 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 They'll be more objective. They'll be like, okay, these are my expectations. So don't be compromised by those biases that... Oh, because Subaru, you know, it may cool up because it, it's been, you know, pumped into us that ah, that's the cast. Now it's created a bad city, but now you have the young people who are like, who are very objective. They're like, yeah. what, exactly. do I, what do I want? Yeah. I want a car that can do A, B, C, D. Can Look at, at the two of them objectively. Can this do that? Can this do that? Yeah. And you make a decision on that. You don't make a decision based on those biases that yes. the society has pumped into you. Yeah. And, that's, and that's where I'm iPhones. thinking. Yeah, it's the same thing. And that's where I hope we are going to. But and to be yeah. honest, the players of now, they don't want to start yeah. from from afresh teaching yeah. someone Anus from lives. A to Z. They want, oh, you can do X, Y, Z. Enter your office, do it, finish it. Surely, how long does onboarding take? Three months and someone got the ropes. In 2022, yeah. three months? That's long. Um, yeah. You don't that's have that's a slow employee. Yeah. Mm. These days, it's on the fly. Yeah. Plus, Kumuka, you're not coming in at zero. Yeah, yeah. You just need hands-on experience yeah. to, Theory. To, to, to stretch your muscles on already on yeah. what you already have. Yeah. You already have this theoretical knowledge. Yeah. You've just because yeah. you know you're learning all these things. And then I don't know, there's this theme of these days all the lucrative jobs are just the side certificates people are doing okay. on the side. Mm-hmm. Not your degree. People are getting mm-hmm. six figure jobs before they graduate. They graduate yes. Yeah. People are getting. I, I, I tell you, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, I, I've told you guys. Yeah. up until now, I, I don't have my degree. I have a degree. I don't have my degree. And it's not that you didn't go to uni or anything like that. To uni, but now what they measure me against is my skills. Your performance. Your what, what is in demand is my skills. Yeah. Right. So I mean, and, and uh, I can even go and tell someone when someone starts asking me for my degree, then I actually I become that bold. When someone starts asking me for my degree, I'm like. What, me for. <laughs> what I went to the university to do was uh, BSc in condensed matter physics. I mean, what the fuck is that? Yeah. to do condensed matter physics. Do you know what condensed matter physics does? Stories that do solar energy. Preach. That's the project I did, creating solar cells. 
and now I'm in IT. I, I, how does it make <laughs> it correlate? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the moment I challenge them, then they realize. Then what I've come to discover is that this po- they they do things just because that's how things have been done. Yeah. yeah. But they've never questioned like, why why are we doing things this way? Yes. So they just get in. You know, it's a routine thing. Yeah. yeah. Because that's they just they pick the reins and keep. Yeah. Because they ask for the degree, this this this. Then they ask you what's this. Now when you challenge them, then you take them aback and they're like, hey, okay. And now you sort of open up their mind. Yeah. And that's what has happened in most of these places. So what 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 happened is that they would hire me, then once I'm in, then now that's when they start asking for you know paperwork or your degree. <laughs> then salary for my degree, I tell them I don't have my degree. They're like, Oh, but you said you went to the university, I told them I tell them, yeah, I went to the university, but I never got my degree. So what's the problem? Like, oh, the you know, part of the paperwork, or there's a place where you need to put in a degree. And I'm like, what for? What do you need it for? I did condense matter physics. You tell me how that's going to help you. Yeah. And they start scratching their head. And like, oh, Gerald, you know, the child. So for me, it has always been an, an, an exemption. And it, it goes all the way up to the management, and the management tells them, you know what, it's okay. For this guy, we need him. Yeah. So, so, so don't don't bother him. Don't bother. If he doesn't have it, you leave him. Let him be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, we live in a world. Okay, in Kenya, our education system is so watered down. These degrees are obsolete and, frankly speaking, useless. Cause look at the power of a diploma in nursing. But but but, but let me just put you on hold. Uh-huh. There are certain disciplines, certain domains. Yeah. Like, like what she's doing, medicine, I know. But even that medicine as well. So, Renee, don't, don't, don't get carried away by <laughs> She can't. <laughs> for, for you, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Even, medicine, even engineering, there, there are certain domains that uh, it's important to have that. I was going somewhere with this. Okay. Fine. Let me finish. Yeah? Let me land. Look at the lucrativeness of a diploma in nursing in what? States and a diploma in nursing in Kenya. Again, third world country, bro. No, still. With cheese. With cheese, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, man, I feel like if you can li- like, okay, basically, our certification, the certification that works for us right now, needs to be really, really specialized. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, gone are the days where you had to go to what? Do a degree, come back, do a master's, do a PhD. They're long cut. These days, if you can specialize in what you're doing now, yes. get specialized yeah. sizing, yeah. you're good. You don't really need that degree. You need to, really, to still study. Or, or if you do, so do that degree, then it has to complement the, the specialization that you focused mm-hmm. on. Right, if it's yeah. around uh, technology, maybe computers, and it has to be something in line with that. Actually, a study has been done, and they found out that the people who are, who are doing so well in uh, in these uh, technology fields, domains, I guess would be BSc in in physics, actually physics, mm-hmm. physics and maths, not even computer science. If you look at it, it's polluted BSc in physics and maths. Because see, that builds your analytical skills. Sure. And when you look at technology, that's a, that's a key skill that yeah. you need. Yeah. So now, if, if you're able to build your... 
to develop specializations or certifications around things that are core to what you're doing. Specialized to what you're doing. So that instead of having these general degrees, yeah. GPSC, in, uh, there, there are some funny courses that people are offering right now. Man, and as long as BBIT, or is it BBIT? Man, man, I hate <laughs> that. I go to school, struggle with computer science for a whole four years. Okuju Queen's going to turn into IT. But in a new so no, the universities have to change. But again, the same universities, the professors there, the people running these universities, they're in a very comfortable space. They don't yeah. want to change anything. They don't want anything that will put them out of their comfort yeah, sure. zone. Yeah. Right? So they'd rather just carry on with what has been there. Because even in uni, what are you learning? PHP. You come out here, nobody's using PHP. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. People are using it. Bro. The, the concept that we're learning is titration. Titration, Jerry. We've just undertaken a tankare and go through right now. Have we calculated modes? <laughs> now, now, what those guys should do is that such basics, these are things they should push down to, let's say, high school. Let them teach that in high school. It was just in high school. It's never helped. No, it's okay. If it's in high school, it's okay because it's, it's all about the foundational concepts. But when we get to uni, yeah. let uni be tailored to prepare you for the, for the for your work. Yeah, the work that you're going to do out here. They did not teach you stuff that is really visual basic. 1980s. Who's 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 doing PHP right now? In 2020. Exactly. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. So, so they need to change that. The same yeah. thing with medicine. I think we had that conversation last time. Whereby I think you're telling me about, uh, oh, you're doing medicine, but you're not sure about it. And I told that there are a lot has happened. It's just that maybe in the university they're not teaching that. But technology has also taken over the, the yeah, medical domain, yes. right? So now if you get a place whereby you could learn how to leverage your technology to do this, you know, robotics, True. AI, yeah, machine right. learning, all these things. People talk about uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning like it's some cool thing, but it's not. It's you can actually good. apply it in real life, yes. in whatever domain that you're doing. So Even you, so in medicine. Good. If you can look at how to learn those concepts so that it complements your understanding of medicine, then it will make you to be very, very, uh, you know, to, to be very... How can I put it? To, to be a step ahead of your peers. Yeah, even sort after. Yeah. 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 I think now that's, then that now goes to the whole thing about unis. Because outside there, that's mm. what the unis outside there teach. Yeah. But here, it's a different thing. Mm. Yep. Then you get now when people go out there, when they come back, they don't get jobs. And they say oh, the whole thing, job unit, but it's because whatever you land there isn't being put in use here but then if I was to ask you some of these startups in Kenya I don't know if you guys have been following up you know all these uh, African startups uh, the likes of Flutterwave I have to say it comes to the territory <laughs> in a bit, in a bit. <laughs> but what are the brains behind these startups experts exactly why should that be the case or, or if it's an African, if it's a local, then find these are local who studied abroad. abroad. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll never find a homegrown, a local guy who went due to UN or Jaquat behind the startups. Yeah. Yeah. What do they do? Who do they hire? Ask guys. Yeah. Yeah. The guys who are doing the donkey work, but who are getting the props? Guys who studied abroad. Exactly. Because abroad, they've, uh, they've, they've, uh, they've moved with the times. That's the word. Right, they moved with the times. They've uh, customized these courses to be in line with what's happening what's out happening here right in now. the world. Yeah. But still, we are still doing the old school stuff. Mixing up woman. Mini visual basic. 
you ever been good? You're so good at something, but you're never gonna use it. You can't exactly. use it anymore. Yeah, it's a way you feel cheated by day. You feel, feel conned. Yeah, you feel cheated. You feel conned. And like you so spend so much that. of your time. And that time you're very innocent. Yeah, you're very innocent. You invested all your time and effort in mastering that Imagine. concept. Only for you to come out and then you're told, ah, it's useless. This is useless. You know, that is so 1980s. Right now we are in. Right now we're using Red Hat. Yeah, exactly. We're in Microsoft. Do you know that's the same feeling I got when I told Jerry that I'm doing Cisco CCNA? And he was like, eh, Buddha, squeeze it. You said you only cast CPA squeeze Yeah. And I was like, out here in these streets, my parents are telling me, do this, do this to be like Jerry, and I'm looking at this level. But when I get to that level, Jerry's like, bro, it's not enough. It's not what this? What are you doing? <laughs> Go back inside, and then you come out, you get a job, and you get it, and then now they see something in you, and they want to really cultivate it, mm. and then now they give you this pressurized content that you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then you and, and then and then you realize this content actually, if I had someone who would have. Advise me, right? Yes. This stuff that is online, this stuff that I could have done if you are not still in. Do you know yeah, exactly. courses, courses that are costing like what? 4,500 shillings. Exactly. And they make you something so well sought after. Yeah. yeah. Compared to the school fees you've been paying in for Jokwat's nini nini nini. And you're, you're like, you got here, yeah, you're so green, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Then it, like, do you know how bad it feels for you to get to work so hard in uni, graduate? go to this job and the knowledge you use to grow in this job is knowledge you're taught in the first two weeks of being, of the, of being, yeah. a, of yeah. being at work yeah, like to, okay okay we're gonna degree to buy your candle now we're gonna teach you exactly. how things you have work to go into work yes. as a dry yeah. sponge yeah. because uh, actually you know for me what really helped me was uh doing the ccna and actually enrollment really helped because i told my mom so okay i think it was just by chance so i was in uni then uh i bumped into this guy who had the same issue with you and some of his uh, papers they got misplaced, so he had to come and receive some of those papers for third year. And this someone had already finished with clear campus like two years ago. So for him to prepare for these papers which had been misplaced, he had to you know look for people who are still in the system. So it was just by chance that he came into my room. Actually, the guy just came and knocked into my room, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, uh, I've been told that you're in third year doing this physics, and uh, I need to receive this this paper. Would you be kind enough to help me with your notes and all that?" Then he gets into my room, he finds me listening to jazz, and he's like, I also love, I, I like that music. And I'm like, yeah, that's my kind of music. So we sit together, and then we just strike a rapport. And then oh, this guy opens up, and he's like, hey, by the way, Jerry, you know what? I'm just going to be honest with you. All these things you're doing is fuckery. <laughs> yeah, we, when you get out there, it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. Imagine. But you can't be quite a dear. You can't be quite a dear. I can't be a dear. You can't be a dear. You can't be a you know what? <laughs> you know so what you'd rather do? There's something which we are doing out here which you've realized it's what's in demand, something called Cisco CCNA. I'll give you some material. So the guy gave me some material and he told me okay, but you can also enroll in a college, a faulty. Mm. And uh, the course is like about for five K and you know, <coughs> at least you go through the college and then we'll be able to do the exam. Then I, I called my mom and told my mom, Hey by the way, I want to do this. Uh, there's something I've been told about CCNA and all that. My mom was a bit doubtful. Then I spoke to Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben was like, hey, yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. Take on it. telecommunication, yeah. I'll encourage you to do that. Then I told him to speak to my mom. 
So I called my mom and told my mom, yeah, that, that's a very good thing that uh, this guy is up to. So if you're able to afford it, please pay for him. And the cost was, I think it was like 45 or 48k. So my mom had to pay for it in my third year. And that's how I got enrolled into CCNA, into Cisco staff. I went to a faculty with the Cisco Academy, and that's what changed my life. Actually, I attributed to that chance encounter with that guy. I actually remember that guy's name, it's called Felix. Uh, Up until now, I'm like, that's the guy who changed my life. Because if it wasn't for that chance encounter with that guy, right now I'd still be out in the streets looking for a job because I've done the degree. contains butter pieces. Yeah, exactly. I'd be out here hustling. But that guy just opened up my eyes. Yeah. And in that year, I enrolled into that course. I spoke to my mom. My uncle was able to convince my mom to pay for that course. So I was doing evening classes at Afrati. Afrati is a. So every evening after classes, jump into a mat, from I think it was from 5 to 7, 2 hours per day. By the time I was finishing campus, I was doing my CCNA. Likely I passed it. And that's how, within 2 weeks of clearing campus, I got a job. Within 2 weeks. But me and the airport talk about tabaki and all that. Can't Trust me, I can't relate. I don't know what that is. I can't relate because I've never tabak. Immediately I got my job, and this job wasn't attributed to my degree, it was all about this yeah. exam that I did, this yeah. certification that I got, the CCNA. And that is what just changed my life, like all through my life, that is, like I put it back, back to that. And I'll look at how, quote unquote, hard it was for you, physically having to go to class, because it's just online. Yeah. A link, enroll, pay, and you're good. Yeah. And, and some you don't have to pay, some you just pay. Yeah, it's free. free. Yeah, free. These days, there's uh, what do you call it? Uh, MOOCs. I don't know if you heard that. Guys have heard about MOOCs. Massive, massive online courses. Okay, maybe just now about Google Academy. This is a good platform. There's Google Academy, there's Coursera, Udemy, there's Udemy, there's edX. I, yeah. I like edX. I find edX to be very, very structured. Yeah. Actually, I would even encourage you to look at what people are doing in edX around medicine. Yeah. Because that, that, that's give you an idea what the world is doing out there. What kind of, uh, you, you know, concepts or, you know, causes people are doing if it's within medicine. And you're able to make a decision. You look at what people are doing out there and compared to what you're being trained at uh, JQuart, and they're able to tell, like, what's the delta. Yeah. And now with edX, you can actually just register and, and you join the courses. Same thing with now yeah. business guys with Harvard yeah. Business School yeah. online. Same online. thing. So, so right now, buddy, you, you have, have no excuses. excuses. Yeah, you have no excuses. There are so many platforms out here. You just, yeah. if, you, if you have to pay, it's a very it's minimal. Very yeah, yeah, it's a very minimal cost that yeah. you have to pay for it. I'm looking at how these courses are structured. Anyone who's literate enough, like you just need the basics. Kidogo English, Kidogo knowledge. That it will know how to read and, read yeah. and write and learn. And, and oh, just need a time oh, and space. Oh, oh, whatever I taught from primary to high school, that's sufficient. Enough. That's sufficient. Um, but here we are. That's sufficient. Here we are. Yeah, actually, when I look back, I always say that. Did I really have to go to uni? Yeah. No. Had I done my CCNA after high school, I'll be way, way ahead. I'll be like four years ahead. I've seen guys, I've seen guys, and these are people that I've actually hired, I've interviewed and hired. Who they they did their their high school and then they just did a bit of diploma and then you got them on board on an internship mentorship program when they got on board 
we you know now we go them to training these very specific courses and certifications before they even did their their degrees and all that. Actually, their degree degrees just secondary it's because my daddy I, my dad is insisting that I need to have a degree so I'm doing it for my dad. Yeah. But this guy as in his life was already set yeah after high school by just doing these specialized courses in IT. So e degree is just like complementary. Neither to because my dad and taka akio in his cycle in his cycle come and say that degree yeah yeah exactly. I also think but, but what actually paying the bills it's, it's this essential. It's not the degree. Yeah. I also think if I knew about Moringa school earlier and you I know. did a bootcamp mm. instead of going to uni, uh, you'd be good. Moringa school and Dela. Yeah. And Akuna uh, Dela. So, so, so the only thing that uh, maybe I would uh, attribute to going to uni is uh, my social life yeah. and being independent. Yeah. Vibes. That, that that's the only thing that I attribute to going to the university. Being in a place, you know, there's that uh, there's that phase of your life between eighteen and twenty-four. Okay, let's say eighteen twenty-four years. I know that's a couple. That, that's a, a duration of six, six years. Yeah. But that's the duration where you're trying to find yourself in this world. Yeah. Discover how to be independent. Yeah. How to be responsible. How to merge into people. How to socialize with people. How to know like this is right. This is wrong. You know. Without anyone behind you telling you, hey, do this, do that, yeah. that being your parent. Yeah. So that's the only value I give to me going to the university. That's the thing that I would say really helped me, learning to be independent, being out here. Other than that, in terms of the cause, uh, <laughs> that's more. Nothing. And then, you know, we live in a world where kids these days have discovered that your talent, your skill, mm -hmm. your craft, your hobby can be monetized. Ali. Yes. And we're looking at a generation of people who are no longer hardwired into I have to go to uni, yeah. make it in uni, graduate, get a master's, get a job after this long so that I can be this type of person, so that I can be this valuable in society. Yeah. We have these people going into music, talent factories, yeah. acting, yeah. YouTube, yeah. podcasting, Ali. Yeah. And it brings such big money, yes. money they can plan ahead on, yeah, they're exposed, the, the circles are, the network is big, big people, big, big fishes, yeah. people you'd go to uni, nini, 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 and you'd never meet. You know, I was doing this tweet the other day, you can get rich just by knowing the right people, the yes. importance of networking. Connections. And that is something these guys have really plugged into early. They're not really working to be in an office. That's not the end goal. And, and now that goes back to the earlier topic that we had about our parents. Yeah. You see, our parents, all they know is employment. Yeah. yeah. Because, again, it's a, it's a generational gap. Yeah. In the generation, all they're striving to do is uh, okay, to go you. through the you know, system, 844. Through the system, 844, university, get a degree. And with a degree, you're guaranteed to get a job, a job in government, oh. civil servant. So most of them, their target was to be a civil servant, because those are the only jobs available. Yeah, but I know that's different. Completely. But for them coming from that school, school of thought, it's still in their minds, right? That's why they still insist. Oh, you have to to go through uni, get a degree so you can get employed. Yeah. But then they don't realize we're living in a different world of content creators. Yeah, you don't have to be employed. Yeah. You can be a content creator. Just and you make. House. 
Content. A lot of Money. cash. Look at guys, these YouTube celebrities. Guys making millions of dollars. Guys quitting their jobs to exactly. pursue YouTube full time. Exactly. I usually see this meme whereby this guy he, he's dressed up like that. You know the joke at the movie. Yeah. That's the clown. Yeah. And to me going to work for my eight to five job and there's a kid that is eighteen year old YouTube. <laughs> Who's making money in a month? What I'll make in my whole entire lifetime. True. Right. So, so times have just times have changed. Times have changed. Unfortunately, our parents haven't yet understood that it's it's a different world we're living in. So, so they insist on wanting us to go through those steps, preparing us for our our a world in the past. Died a long time ago, Right. Times have changed. Right. Times have really changed. Mm. <sighs> so it's, it's good to be in tune with what's happening out here so that uh, as you prepare yourself to get out into this world, you know what is expected out here, what is in demand. So you don't just go through you know, the drops, the, the routine thing that, oh, I go to high school, then from high school I go to university, get a degree, because again, that creates an expectation. Because the moment they tell you that, then you expect, okay, fine. If when I, I go through degree, the through university and get my degree, I'll get a job. And then realize you can't get a job, and then you get cheated that, ah, okay, fine. Because there's so many people, so many degree holders, masters. let me go back and do my master's. You go do your master's they and come out. look at you because ah, you're over masters, <laughs> I can't get a job. Let me go back in and, and, and get my doctorate or my PhD. Before you know it, you realize that you are preparing yourself for a non-existent world. world yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Times have changed. I have realized how these guys have really turned down the corporate ladder. Mm. You're looking at what these guys are achieving, Gen Z's. Let me say these guys. What these guys are achieving in a span of what one to two years, compared to what people compared to what people are achieving in. 10, 15 years mm -hmm. and justifying to them that yo, you have to spend 10, 15 years in this company to be at level X when they themselves know with the skills they have and what they're willing to put in they can get to that level in what, 2-3 years mm -hmm. it's really hard it's, it's so hard and then again with social media I mean you go to Instagram you see this guy living his life in Europe yeah this young guy 25 year old is driving a Lamborghini and you're like eh, when will I ever get there true this guy wants to constrain you to a 15 year timeline to get there you can't hard you can't hard hard so rather the, the dreams the dreams and aspirations have changed General at uh, Marco's graduation and this guy made this joke that uh, I, actually that joke dropped the point home. So he went and said uh, when you ask a Kenyan, Kenyan kid like when you grow up what you want to be. Then he passed the mics to kids. So I would say, Oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be an engineer, some are very creative, I want to be a ballerina, another one said you want to be a blogger. So you could see that okay, these are kids who are really sort of old. But there's some who are still, you know, want to be a doctor, to be an engineer. Again, we can attribute that to their parents and all that. Yeah. And then he said, <laughs> in Nigeria, when you ask the kids, when you grow up, what they want to be? What they say is that they want to be millionaires. Nice. So that is what they see. Nice. Right? They see for you to make it in this world, 
you have to pay a billion now. Must have, must have cash. Yeah. Right? So now, you look at what you have to do to be a millionaire. If it means doing ABC, then you have to do that to be a millionaire. If being a doctor, you know, being a doctor, you have to go through CG, the past 10 years before you learn the experience, before they, they know they expect, accept you, before, before you can run your own practice, have your own license and everything. You know, clinic and all that, yeah, it takes a while. Right now, People can become millionaires at a very tender age. You, you get to five year olds already millionaires already made it. Yeah. Because right now it's, it's a totally different world. The demands are different. What people tag value to, you'll find that someone would rather pay more for something that you would consider to be shitty yeah. rather than get quality me, uh, medical care. Sure. So now you, you find that doctors are not earning as much as they used to bloggers. back in the day. Or these are the, what you call the influencers. Yeah. yeah. The influencers. The influencers are earning a lot of money. You can't compare that to doctors. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, the times, times have really changed heavily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, we still need the doctors. We do. Yeah, we still need the doctors. We still need the engineers. Right? <laughs> we can't do without them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just that uh, now in terms of uh, what's lucrative, it might not necessarily be being a doctor that's lucrative. Yeah. yeah. We, are like past, people, we are past the age where your life is going to be sorted or you're going to make it after getting into such mm. and such occupations. Because if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, these op- this occupations are really oversaturated right now. They are. They are. Because uh, it's a it's a perception, yeah. From our previous generation, the credit perception that for you to make it, you have to be a doctor or an engineer. Yeah. So then our parents pumped that into us. Like I want my child to be a doctor, I want my child to be an engineer. Then what happened? There's Three thousand of your doctors. Yeah. What Renel saying? Yeah. You and we have fourteen hundred students. Fourteen hundred students. Then realize like uh, I mean there are other there are other occupations out there that can equally get you good money. You don't have to be a doctor or engineer for you to make it. Sure. That's still do other things. That's why you find kids saying that I want to be a ballerina. My daughter caught me. I asked her like I wanted to be in the future when you grew up. She told me she wants to be a musician. I don't know how we got into that discussion. So she was asking me about university and all that. Like uh what what determines what course you have to do when you go to university. So then I threw it back to her and asked her, what, what do you have to be when you, when you grow up? And she told me she wants to be a musician. Then that really hit me hard. I was like, okay, if she wants to be a musician, I don't have to wait for her to go to uni to have okay, yeah. in music. Yeah. I can actually decide right now to enroll her in a music class yeah. so that during the weekends, she goes there and does her a stuff. And if I was to diligently do that by 14 years, this kid would be in the studio, salary. She would be in the studio singing, yeah. making music, music doing what she likes. Exactly. What she and that's something that she's passionate about. Yeah. Because when she told me that, I mean, it's very innocent, but that's something that she has interest in. So, and I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to force her and tell her, oh, you know what, you have to be a surgeon or you have to be an engineer or you have to be this. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather enable her so that if it's music that she wants, if that's where her passion lies, then I just enable her and create a conducive environment so that she can pursue that. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I'm really also proud of. Except if it's new, uh, uh, new parents, like new gen parents. 
you know, back in the day, you'd say you want to be a goalkeeper and they beat that up. <laughs> <laughs> go play for Chelsea. <laughs> beat that out of you. So, you're not a better player. These things you go for when the gym, academic clinic. Yes, academic clinic. See, so but the chemistry teacher, the Turkish. Yeah. Ivan is not is, is not reading in class. I don't know, but in the court, he's number one. He's number one. He's number one. Yeah. <laughs> you now change that to wake up. <laughs> How? Uh, I gave up on that dream. Yeah. I gave up on that dream. So sad. And that's where your passion was. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So sad. And that's now how yeah. now I, I, I jumped onto now the the uta, uta edits. That's now how we jumped into now the Bandagonia IT because now also you have a Tunajui story in the standard mm-hmm. bear. Bruh, wait, if there's Jerry involved here, Kunata, ah. negotiation, which is so quality wrong. assured, which is I so mean, wrong. Why don't you do like, Jerry? Yeah. Like, okay, mm. fine. Okay, mm. let's let's do it then. Let's do mm. it. Mm. So, yeah. That's so wrong. Mm. I believe, I believe, Atakama, you know, Nile, let the kid try. And fail. And fail. But yeah. don't shut it down. Don't yeah. kill it yeah. out of them. Because yeah. you never know how, how far how far that can go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just end this episode that's you know. Thanks a bunch for listening in. Oh, yeah. Thanks a bunch for my guests today for joining. We've got a bunch of new faces. Uh, we've got Mo, we've got Renee. Yeah. We've got a bunch of new faces and it's all been fun. And uh, see you guys in the next episode. Uh, babes. We go. Okay,